Welcome to Recover and Thrive with Dr. Bob King and co-host Cindy Hall. In this program, we explain how diet, lifestyle, fitness, and faith come together to heal our bodies as well as our souls. There are only a few key building blocks to good health. And if you focus on each one, you should be on the way to feeling your best. Now, here is Dr. King. Welcome to Recover and Thrive. We're happy to have you again. This is Dr. Bob King. And Cindy Hall. All right. Last week, we uh, went over some of the common or remedies for the common cold in light of the eight laws of health. And uh, we spent some some time on uh, COVID-19. And there's just so much material to go over that it felt like we needed to just do it again, that not the same material, but just hit the same subject. Uh, this We're entering flu season, and there are a lot of people that are going to be interested in how do I prepare and what do I do. So uh, let's uh, start with the flu. Now, how do you know that you got the flu? Well, prost- frustration, fever, Chills, high fever, sore throat, headache, aching behind the eyes, light sensitivity, abdominal pain, hoarseness, cough, enlarged lymph nodes, aching of the back and the limbs, uh, frequent vomiting and diarrhea is possible. Um, Patient feels uh, cold and shaky, but at the same time is sweating. Now, serious complications can happen, such as pneumonia, sinus infections, ear infections. And then the earliest signs of these um, are similar to the common cold. There's weakness, headache, aching in the arms, legs, and the back. And you might feel feverish, then chilly. The uh, Flu generally brings on a dry throat and a cough, extreme weariness. It is more typical of a flu to have a cough than a sneeze. Now, I will say at the onset that uh, the masks are not all that helpful. Now, they make real good sneeze guards. <laughs> but they're not really helping you from drawing anything into the lungs because the air is getting around most of these masks very easily and a virus doesn't, it's not as if it has to shoot out of a gun and hit your mouth directly. They can follow the same kind of pattern that smoke does. So it's, it's pretty easy to, to just breathe and you're sucking in whatever's there, whether it's smoke, pollution, virus. But uh, the deal with the masks is that they're probably doing you more harm than good in that they are retaining a lot of the, uh, the waste products that your lungs are putting out, and they're uh, diminishing the amount of oxygen that you have available to breathe. And so there are a lot of researchers that are very concerned that uh, lasting brain damage will be resulting from all this mask wearing. Because of the lack of oxygen? Yeah, fresh, oxygen. good oxygen. And if, it's, if the, uh, the lowering of oxygen is chronic, then you don't notice it happening. But the... Uh, the nerves are not working right, and any damage that you sustain is long-term. And you, you're not going to get nerves back. So you do want to be aware of that. Um, there is obviously a uh, no disagreement among the authorities. Nonetheless... Uh, you do want to be uh, sure that you keep in mind you could be harming yourself. So just watch it. Okay, now the cause for the flu 
is in many ways about the same as that for the cold. The, uh, the body has just gotten weakened, and that happens a lot in the modern world. Obviously, a virus is generally responsible for a cold or a flu. Nonetheless, the, you could be breathing in nasty the flu virus, H1N1, or COVID-19, and if your immune system's in good shape, you'll throw it off. And so the eight laws of health are very useful. Now, there are three main types of influenza, type A, B, and C, A being the most common. All of them are airborne and most frequently spread by droplets. That's the coughing, sneezing, kissing, using drinking glasses and towels. And then, of course, every one to three years, you have a new flu coming in. Uh, Major epidemics happen about every 10 years uh, because by that time, the virus type has changed and the, the general herd immunity is not caught up. Now, because this is a viral infection, influenza may appear suddenly after an incubation of about one to three days, most frequently about 48 hours after an exposure. And so begin treating it as soon as you can. The quicker you start treating a physical problem like this, the easier it is to quickly get it solved. If you let it linger and get established, you're going to have a two or three week fight on your hands and it may become life threatening. Now, after two to three days, the fever usually subsides and if cared for properly, the other acute symptoms rapidly diminish. But the cough, weakness and fatigue may persist for a long time, days to weeks. There's a treatment. You'd want to give fluids fruit juices, and I'm not talking about the bottled ones. These are ones you freshly express. Vegetable soups to replace the fluid and electrolytes lost through sweating, diarrhea, fever, and vomiting. You'd want to drink at least 10 8-ounce glasses of water a day to keep the lung secretions thin. Um, Most of the uh, decongestants just thicken up the... uh, the secretions of the lungs and make it more likely that you'll have pneumonia. So it's better to have that thin stuff that you cough up than to make it appear that you're doing much better than you are. You'd want to have vitamin C to bowel tolerance. Now that's generally about 300 milligrams or more a day. Um, Bowel tolerance, that's when you're wondering, why do I have to go sit on the toilet so often? Um, fortunately, a, uh, a vitamin C-induced bowel movement is not painful or particularly uncomfortable. And so it's just a signal your body's had enough, at least for the time being. About an hour later, it might want some more. Also, you'd want vitamin A and zinc. Now, typically typically 50 migs, sometimes three times a day, depending on how bad it is. And you'll want B-complex. Vitamin A protects the lining of the throat. Now, eat lightly and carefully. When it's time to make the transition from fluids to food, emphasize bland, starchy foods. This would include dry toast, so it will be chewed better. Bananas, applesauce, boiled rice, uh, cooked cereal, and baked potatoes. In the potatoes, you're better off eating the outer half inch of the potato and just discarding or using the uh, inner part of the potato for something else. Now, antibiotics have no effect on the flu virus. They do not help at all, and they can actually reduce your immune response by killing the good bacteria in the gut. Of course, you don't want to be smoking or using alcohol. And coffee 
Well, it depends. It's a good, uh, it is an anti-inflammatory, but it can um, reduce your immune system. Now, the junk food may be all you want to eat, but it's not going to help the flu any. Now, because influenza can lead to secondary bacterial pneumonia, it is also good to include echinacea and golden seal. So have that ready. I also like the Oregon grape root for pneumonia. That works pretty good. Now, take an enema at the first symptom. Most people don't want to hear that, but uh, it really does help. Now, for fever, take catnip, um, tea enemas, or you can take catnip. This also works for children. Now, eucalyptus oil and vapors also help a lot. Now, whether, or excuse me, another worthwhile formula is slippery elm bark, um, powdered, about one tablespoon mixed with boiling water, uh, one quart, and then add about half a cup of honey. Then put in, put it in a jar and give one a teaspoon every three to four hours for cough and sore throat. You gargle with salt and water to help relieve the sore throat. And that's very simple, but it is also quite effective. It also helps nasal congestion. Occasionally breathe deeply in and out to refresh and strengthen the lungs and remove waste. Get the best air you can when you do that. You don't want to be breathing air that you've been breathing for hours and hours you, you know you don't want a draft but you do need fresh air you'd want the, the room to be humid but not damp make sure the air is warm but you need a current keep oxygen and uh, let's see keep warm wear warm clothes fitting bed clothes and back rubs may be helpful. Then helpful herbs include ginger, eucalyptus, slippery elm, and sea buckthorn, yarrow, white willow bark, and wormwood. I also like mullein, oregano, wild cherry, um, pleurisy root, sage, and purple sage. All right. Um, coming up, we'll go into prevention, and then we'll get into COVID. So I'll see you after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, ND. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. If you or somebody you love is dealing with an addiction to alcohol or drugs, you may be looking for all kinds of answers. Let Recovery Radio with host Zach Crouch be your guide. Zach Crouch will speak with experts and share personal stories of addiction recovery. You'll also learn what's beyond the surface of mental health, root causes of addiction, and more. Most importantly, we'll explore the solutions and treatments to get you back on track. Recovery Radio. New episodes are available every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Recover and Thrive. If you have a question or comment about our program, Dr. King invites you to send an email. The email address is drbob at hungrykidsinternational.org. That's dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org. Now, back to Recover and Thrive. Yeah, welcome back to Recover and Thrive. This is Dr. Bob King. And Cindy Hall. All right. Um, prevention. Well, influenza is sometimes fatal. That its mortality rate is generally about 0.1%. And so that would mean for every thousand people that have the flu, one of them would be expected to die. Mm. And so... It's nothing to play around with. Even though the odds are in your favor, it doesn't mean that it's going to turn out well for you if you just leave things to run their normal course. So this is especially a problem for children and the elderly, those who are not hardy and are poorly nourished. Now, those are especially susceptible. If you have a respiratory ailment, such as asthma, emphysema, pneumonia, etc. Solve it as soon as possible. One thing can lead to another till you're prostrated with sickness. That can happen very quickly, particularly if you're getting up and going to work sick and just because you have to do it. Now, I have, have said earlier that uh, if you are that tightly um, hand-to-mouth with your living, it is a spiritual problem that the Lord can help you solve. It is a form of slavery, and you would need help to to get out of it. So, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things we have to do something about. Now, the flu can often lead to other infections, such as uh, ear infections, pneumonia, sinus infection. And children who frequently come down with the flu should be checked for hyperthyroid, or excuse me, hypothyroidism. And now, check the temperature of the child under the arm with a thermometer. The case of flu is becoming serious if the voice becomes hoarse. If he develops pains in his chest and is having difficulty breathing, or he starts bringing up yellow or green-colored phlegm. Now, those are indicating bacterial infections. It may be best to see a physician if he hadn't already done that. You'd have to get some help. Now, for the encouragement, you must have faith that will not be denied. Faith that will take hold of the unseen. Faith that's steadfast and immovable. Christ can help you, that is Jesus, right where you are. You don't have to clean up in order to come to him. (laughs) Not only can he solve your physical problems, he can guide you all the way to the holy city above. And thank God. Yes. All right. Cindy, would you like to give a case study or so of your treating influenza? Okay. Well, recently I had a case study where I had both the symptoms of the head flu as well as the stomach flu. So that can be a little bit tricky, but I I knew that it was the flu by the aches and pains, fever, all the the symptoms that Bob already mentioned, um, I had to get um, herbs that that would take care of the upper respiratory because it had not dropped down to the lower respiratory yet. 
So if you get that quickly, then you don't have to worry about going into pneumonia or any of the other problems that you would have. Um, I was able to get the patient to actually rest, which is a rare thing in today's society. But they did rest. Their window was cracked open just enough to where they could get some fresh air. And the windows were open, the curtains were open, so they were able to get plenty of sunshine. Um, they were able to fast where they, they weren't having any heavy, um, heavy meals, soups and broths, and a lot of liquid with a little bit of lemon in your water. That's helpful. And um, they stayed warm and comfortable. Um, then whenever they, they started getting over the, the symptoms of the flu, then we were able to get back to their um, eating regular meals. But like Bob already mentioned, you have to be careful with, with getting from the liquid diet to the solid diet and the um, extracting the the juices, I would get a, a juicer and do the juicing diet and get back into the solid diet slowly. So okay. as to the the juicing, um, which uh, what materials do you use to juice? Well, I like the uh, the carrots and the apples together, but you can also put celery in there, and the celery would protect the, the kidneys. Now, I, I don't think I'd put an apple with celery, though. It's, That's uh, true. Yeah, carrots and apples do work together, but you do, do want to separate the uh, vegetables from the fruit. There are some... Fruits and vegetables that do mix, but uh, especially the leafy ones, you don't want to eat with fruit. So, okay. And so now uh, we probably need to start going into some uh, natural remedies. Now, so we've already discussed the respiratory, excuse me, respiratory side of, uh, of the disease. Um, now let's move into COVID. There's COVID-19. Everybody's happy to know about that, aren't they? Mm. Well, we look at uh, the, the natural physician is more likely to look at COVID-19 as a cardiac disease that is cardiovascular. Um, the, uh, the problem appears to be that the virus irritates the alveolar um, capillaries and causes them to, to leak clotting factors into the blood. Now, since it does not damage the outer, excuse me, the inner surface of the capillary, there is nothing for a clot to uh, hang, hang on to. So you just have little bitty clots, and a lot of them, just starting to form in the lungs and then make their way back to the heart. Now, you can run into some real bad trouble anytime you have clotted blood in the, the circulatory system. But the heart, uh, the coronary arteries are first ones that are in trouble unless uh, the capillaries also start uh, you know, forming embolisms in the lung. But then from the heart, you have these clots going everywhere in the system. So the brain and the kidneys, the liver, the intestines, most everything else starts to become, starts to get risked. Now, it does appear that much more damage is done by blood clots than is done by 
any damage to the uh, the lung alveolar uh, structures. So uh, obviously you have to be treating that. Again, in order to treat it, you'd want to go on a juice fast or a lemon water fast. Now, the lemon in the water uh, aids the body in using the water. It has nutrition in it, and it also alkalizes the body, which makes the, the immune system stronger. It makes it work better. And so going on this kind of fast will free the body to concentrate its energy on healing. Now, rest is essential. If the body is using energy to work or to think, that energy is not available to heal the body. And so just keep in mind that your body has got to be uh, taken care of. You can't neglect it. Now, you've got to lower your blood pressure. No meats, fats, sugars, sodas, sugary drinks. Sorry, no junk food. No cheeseburgers. Yeah. You know, drink water with lemon, as we said. Oat bran is very helpful in lowering blood pressure. And so I would recommend it. Uh, also, uh, fresh flaxseed oil is very helpful. That uh, It helps with diabetes. And also, it, it lowers blood pressure. Your B vitamins, very important. Uh, vitamin C or liposomal C, very helpful. And uh, we mentioned juicing and then enemas. What's going on with a cold or flu is your body is, is clearing out toxic materials as fast as it can. And the, uh, the enema is very helpful in getting that, that to work for you. All right, running out of time. Please visit our website at hungrykidsinternational.org. And when we come back, we will continue working on COVID-19. So I'll see you after break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence, teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras. And Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, ND. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to recover and thrive if you have a question or comment about our program dr king invites you to send an email the email address is dr bob at hungry kids international.org that's dr dot bob at hungry kids international.org now back to recover and thrive welcome back to recover and thrive this is dr bob king and cindy hall now we were talking about remedies for COVID. In many cases, or in many ways, they're about the same as the flu. However, we have to add the dimension of the circulatory system in COVID. Now, the, uh, the body is cleansing 
in a uh, flu state. And there are five organs of elimination. So the body has generally chooses the strongest one in order to get as much out of the system as possible. But all of them need support. Now, these are the colon, the, uh, the kidneys, the lungs, the skin, and the right thoracic duct in the back of the throat. And you get rid of that by spitting it out. And yes, I do recommend you spit it out. Because otherwise you're swallowing it, it's going back into circulation, and you'll see it again. Mm-hmm. So you got to get rid of it. Now, if you're constipated, a flu is going to be a real problem. Yes, so it is. You've got to do whatever it takes to get rid of the constipation. Just lose that. Now, okay, then the, the to the blood. Now, blood thinners are effective in protecting circulation. This property uh, protects the lungs where the clotting is starting, and then all of the other major organs. Now, many patients are already on blood thinners of some kind, so it would be a good idea to have your dosages reviewed by your primary care provider. You do want to make sure that you have that. There are are cases that I have heard where the patient was on a a pharmaceutical blood thinner but was not treated for flu in any other manner and they survived just had covid and it just had a a case of it that was serious they made it so uh, whether it's uh, natural or pharmaceutical it does help however if you're on a pharmaceutical you better be under a physician's care because those things are dangerous yeah as hemorrhaging can result. For patients that are not on um, the um, pharmaceutical blood thinners, alfalfa and chamomile are really fine. They do the job quite nicely. I would use one or the other. I would not use both. And do not mix them with a pharmaceutical. uh, they, uh, They handle... Uh, blood thinning in different ways. And so if you mix them, then you are quite likely to get hemorrhaging. Alfalfa, generally effective at uh, 1,000 mg or a gram a day. It it comes either as a powder or as uh, tablets, sometimes capsules, but generally tablets. And a, a gram a day is probably fine. If you're having any trouble with uh, the aches and pains, you might use two grams a day. Now, chamomile is best you'd taken... you split the dosage, wouldn't you? You yeah, wouldn't take them the both dose. together? Okay. Yeah, good, good note. You know, one morning, one evening. Now, chamomile is best taken as an infusion. Now, an infusion is a tea made from the herb using an extended steep time. Now, for tea, you usually do about one to three minutes. For an herb, it goes a lot longer. Generally, it's about 10 to 20 minutes. In chamomile's case, 10 to 15 minutes should do it. And so you make it just like you would a tea. Uh, You don't boil it. And you could do that twice a day or or more if you need a uh, if you need more support. Now, hawthorn berry is helpful in strengthening the heart, but you don't want to be using it if you have congestive heart failure or if you have high blood pressure. This hawthorn berry uh, strengthens the uh, the output of the ventricle. And so if you've got high blood pressure, it's going to make it higher. And if you have congestive heart failure, then blood output is going to go down. So you don't want to be doing that. Now, green tea can be used as an anti-inflammatory agent. And the anti-inflammatory will calm the alveolar surfaces 
so that you will get a lot less clotting in the first place. You'll get a lot less uh, irritation in the lungs. It's good for calming a respiratory infection generally. Green tea is best used you know, as a remedy if it's not part of your usual routine. The more that you use a remedy, the less effective it is when you need it as a treatment. This is that works with all herbs, any, any kind of them. If you use it regularly for, or when your body doesn't need it, then when your body does need it, then it's not going to work for you. And you'll have to look for something else. So having told you that, herbal remedies that I would recommend are mullein, M-U-L-L-E-I-N, eucalyptus, oregano, purple sage, known locally as senesal, uh, wild cherry bark is very helpful. Now, I have not found a respiratory problem that these were not sufficient for. That uh, you can go to a pleurisy route if you need to do need a step higher in strength. Now, the Chinese use a Chinese skull cap and ginger. They are hemagglutin and inhibitors, and that stops the infection process before the virus enters the cells. Then uh, the uh, Chinese skull cap, ginger, licorice root, elderberry, rhodiola, istasis uh, are neuraminidase inhibitors, and they are effective against influenza A and B strains. But be careful with the licorice root if you've got high blood pressure. Yeah. Yeah, licorice causes the body to retain sodium. And so as it retains the sodium, it will raise the blood pressure. And so it generally takes about a week or two for that to happen if you have not been eating licorice. <laughs> but... Uh, if you already have high blood pressure, I would just strike that off your list. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to be helpful. Mm -mm. Now, also helpful in reducing the severity of the flu are zinc, selenium, let's see, mentioned elder, red root, pleurisy root, and immortal. Also, liposomal vitamin C. Well, that stuff tastes nasty, but it sure is, sure does work. Now, liposomal C is one of those things that you can make yourself. It uh, it's not all that uh, all that difficult. All it takes, and as a minimum, is powdered lecithin. And you do not want the soy. You would want a uh, sunflower lecithin. And the vitamin C powder or crystals. Uh, use a blender to get them together. Now, there are recipes that are published in small books that you can get on Kindle. And then all you'd have to do is look up um, liposomal C or making your own liposomal C and you'll find at least three of them. And any of them would be fine. There are several ways to do it, but the simplest is just water, uh, usually distilled water, and uh, dissolve the vitamin C in it then uh, put it in a blender, add the, uh, the lecithin to it, and then blend it. That blending might take about five, maybe 10 minutes. And then you start, or then you uh, would put it into a sonicator if you have one. If you don't, 
just let the bubbles settle out and then pour it into a jar. And you can take that at uh, oh, about an ounce per dose, or a tablespoon to an ounce a dose. And even though it tastes pretty bad, it is very effective. And so I would, I would recommend it. Well, what's the difference between that and the regular vitamin C? Why would you want that? Well, liposomal C will uh, be transported out of the, uh, the digestive tract uh, much more quickly and efficiently than just uh, vitamin C. And so you don't have the same bowel tolerance problems, and you can get it into the bloodstream. Once it's in the bloodstream, then it uh, it goes first to the liver and then all over the body. And the uh, the liposome will merge with cell membranes, and then it will uh, just deliver the vitamin C right into the cell. So it, it is a remarkable thing. The process was developed by the pharmaceutical companies in order to deliver some of their drugs. Okay. It's a, it is a, a simple process. And so I do recommend that, that you look into it. Can you put it in with, with uh, like a sugar-free lemonade or add stevia or a sweetener with it? Um, yeah, you could do that. I would use stevia. Uh, sugar-free lemonade. It depends on what kind of sugar is the, uh, or or what kind of sugar-free, because many of these sweeteners are a serious problem to the gut bacteria, and so you can end up increasing your problems by doing it that way. So well, you could put it in a, a lemonade that you fresh squeeze lemonade. I mean, fresh squeezed oh, lemon into fresh your water. Can you do lemonade. that? Yeah, I'd do that. Now, stevia, honey, uh, would work. I don't know that you can really improve the flavor of liposomal C all that much by by sweetening it. No, I don't think. In many it'll cases, help. it's just to take your lumps and, <laughs> and do what you got to do. Hold your nose. All right, all right. Visit our website, and we've got a break. I'll. Talk about is the pandemic over when they come back. Let's go to break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Bob King directs the work of Hungry Kids International, also known as Bob King Ministries, located in Kiamato, Texas, situated along the Rio Grande River. We practice benevolence teach through radio and our medical ministry. We also support other ministries in Mexico. These include Niños del Rey, a benevolence, preaching, and teaching ministry that operates in Piedras Negras, and Harvest Ministries, a medical and benevolence ministry directed by Dr. Albert Romo, MD, Indy. COVID-19 has made crowds impossible, but radio has not been restricted. People are much more interested in self-directed health care now than they used to be. We are supported entirely by free will offerings. Please visit our website at HungryKidsInternational.org. Dr. Bob and his staff extend their heartfelt gratitude for the generosity of their partners. God bless you. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice of America Health and Wellness. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Recover and Thrive. If you have a question or comment about our program, Dr. King invites you to send an email. The email address is drbob at hungrykidsinternational.org. That's dr.bob at hungrykidsinternational.org. Now, back to Recover and Thrive. Welcome back to Recover and Thrive. This is Dr. Bob King. And Cindy Hall. So, uh, I told you we'd talk about... uh, are we going to have a second wave? Yeah, maybe, but probably not. At least not the way it's been expected. Um, a paper that was published on September 7th, um, 2020, and updated on September 8th, was written by uh, Dr. Paul Kirkham, uh, professor of cell biology and head of respiratory disease research group, at Wolverhampton University, and Dr. Mike Yaden, former CSO and uh, VP of Allergy and Respiratory Research and had uh, research with uh, Pfizer Global. And that's a pharmaceutical company and co-founder of Zyarco Pharma, Pharma Limited. And then uh, Barry Thomas, epidemiologist. And so the conclusion of their article, and it was a several-page article, was they had the statement, the Center for Evidence-Based Medicine has done much work in the area uh, to, let's see, this area in their current estimate is that 0.1 or 0.4% uh, fatality rate. They were talking about COVID. And he said, let's take a midpoint value, especially as uh, for the uh, months the US CDC displayed the value for the IFR of 0.26% on their website. That's about midpoint. And so what they're saying is that COVID has dropped in its mortality rate to just about the seasonal flu, which would be about 0.1%. So the, uh, it's dangerous, but it's more dangerous for people who have high blood pressure and diabetes than it is for the rest of the population. And so it appears that the virus has pretty much run its course in terms of uh, it's run through the herd and it has mixed with other uh, less harmful coronaviruses and is simply another one of those things we have to deal with as a flu virus. So that would do that. Now, how do the eight laws of health apply to treating COVID? Well, or treating the flu or anything else. Nutrition gives your body what it needs to fight the disease with. You would need exercise, not strenuous, but you would need to move now and again. Your lymph uh, will not move unless you move your muscles. And so even if you're bed fast, you need to be flexing the muscles in as many muscle groups as you can so that the lymph will flow away from the cells that are dumping toxins and dump into the circulation where it can be uh, 
taken and purified. It needs to go to the liver. And so, obviously, you need water. And the water should be as pure as you can get it. You don't want a lot of sodium, or you certainly don't want heavy metals in the water. Reverse osmosis water works pretty well, and it, it is good. At a minimum, I would use carbon-filtered water. At least that does reduce the amount of lead in, in the water, and it will take the chlorine out. Now, the chlorination works wonders in killing bacteria in the water, but it also is a major cause of atherosclerosis in your bloodstream. So you'd want to take that out before you ingest it. The sun, particularly in the morning, is very good for you. You need it in your eyes and on your skin. It's very good for, obviously, vitamin D, but it also strengthens the immune system in other ways. Uh, your, your body was not made to live in a cave. You do need to see the sun, even though you don't want direct sun rays uh, striking your body. Now, self-control... Uh, well... There are so many ways to mess up a treatment for anything. But the flu or heart disease, that's particularly easy. All you have to do is reach for a bag of chips or some cookies or cake, and you've already strengthened the disease. Now, self-control is a spiritual exercise, and you do need help from God in order to develop it. If you're going to be offering anything to God in sacrifice, um, you're offering your body, you'll be offering your will. Your decisions have an enormous amount to do with, uh, with how you're going to do. So uh, I guess it's about time to, to go on out and visit our website. And uh, we'll look to see you next week. Hmm. Three minutes, huh? Thank you for tuning in to Recover and Thrive. Please join Dr. Bob King and Cindy Hall next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a healthy week.